This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Up and running in the city of Vancouver today, one day after receiving provincial approvals to operate yesterday. Let's check in now with Michael Van Hemmen. He is the head of Western Canada Operations for Uber. A busy day for him. Michael, thanks for coming on. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me on. Okay, how's it going today? It's, it is hectic out there, Mike, but it is such an exciting day. I think, as you and your listeners know, uh, we've been working on this really since 2012. And personally, I've been working on this with the team for the last almost five years. And it is exhilarating to be able to turn on the app and to be able to see cars moving. It is amazing to start to talk to drivers as they're earning money. And uh, I, I hope people will be patient. As the service won't be as reliable as it is in other cities uh, to start, it always takes time to adjust, and some of the existing uh, regulatory requirements make it even more difficult, but uh, we're looking forward to uh, a long partnership with with riders and drivers in cities here in the Metro Vancouver region. How how many Uber cars you got out there today? Uh, So so it it varies at different times, right? So drivers are able to go on and offline when they choose. So it actually, it, it changes it changes by the minute. Um, but we're always looking for more. So if there are people out there who have uh, a class four license or a class one or a class two, you can go to drive.uber.com and we are working to make sure people are able to complete the sign up process as, as quickly as possible, get those background checks done uh, as quickly as possible to uh, allow people to go online and start making money. If I can, Mike, I just want to say one thing too. Yeah. I just want to say actually a big, a big thank you. Um, to, to British Columbians. Uh, the reason this eventually got here is because uh, British Columbians were willing to say to elected officials that they wanted the same transportation options, they wanted the same income opportunities that were available elsewhere in the province. And also, frankly, I think to the media on this one, uh, sometimes, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but sometimes the media gets a bit of flack from people, but I think on this one, uh, the media have, have been part of the the questioning that has, that has allowed this to be able to to really take place. So, um, really, more transportation options are here because we all pushed for it together. Okay. When I was, I was speaking earlier today, Michael, to a city of Vancouver official who said that Lyft has got uh, 600 vehicles basically licensed in the city right now. Do you know how many vehicles Uber licenses are out there? Uh, so, with the city of Vancouver process, when the, at the time when we applied for our business. Uh, business license with the city of Vancouver. Uh, we didn't have vehicles fully through the affiliation process. Having signed the last legal agreement, p- drivers, as they sign that final that final agreement, are able to go online. So yeah. it really is that last step. And so we'll be reporting those numbers uh, through the city of Vancouver process um, in, in the coming weeks. As that as that. Uh, well, how as how that many? Do you, but out. how many do you got now? What can you tell me now? How many drivers you I, got out there? So so I can't give you a specific. You don't want to tell me. Okay. Yeah, I, I can't give you a specific okay. specific number on that. How, right now. how long are you mentioned that you're encouraging people to be patient? Um, what have you heard today from from the drivers, uh, and how long are people how long are people waiting for an Uber car today? Yeah, so so we see some people are getting it in a few minutes, but a lot of people are seeing um, wait times of ten, fifteen minutes, and some people are seeing no cars available. You know, today is today is is day one. We've launched across as large of a service area as we thought. Um, would would be would be responsible for people to to receive service over the next uh, next while, 
and we're encouraged that we we saw our second best day ever for for eligible signups to become a driver yesterday. I'm hoping that number will go up even higher today. And as we add um, more and more uh, drivers who are qualified to to be able to access the app, um, I expect service to get better and better. Speaking to Michael Van Hemmen, he's the head of Western Canada Operations for Uber. So right now you're just confined to, is it the city of Vancouver? Or tell me about the operating area that you got right now. Yeah, so we actually, we've, we've operated across a wider region. So you can operate, we're operating across um, part of West Vancouver, the city of North Vancouver, district of North Vancouver, and then through the Tri-Cities all the way through to UBC. Wow. And then as, okay. and then as far south, and then as far south as as um, Ladner, and then across we, we cut through to uh, through kind of uh, through the Newton and Fleetwood uh, neighborhoods and Panorama Ridge uh, neighborhoods of Surrey. Um, those are all in the initial service area. Um, I have family and a lot of friends in in South Surrey and in Langley, and and they're pinging me, you know, disappointed that ride sharing and Uber isn't available. Uh, right now in their communities, I, I, I feel the exact same way. Um, the class four license restriction is the reason why we weren't able to do that um, because there aren't enough drivers who signed up, uh, signed up with the app to be able to, to, to meet demand across such a, such a large service area. Okay, um, but, but did, we hope did, to be there as soon as we can. Did you say you are offering some service in, in parts of Surrey? We are. Okay, what about the business? Don't you need a business license there from the city of Surrey? Doug McCallum said he's not going to give you a business license. So, so it's an interesting situation where Surrey doesn't actually have a business license requirement for ride sharing. Oh. Um, and so actually across the region, the only uh, municipality that has adopted a new business license is the city of Vancouver. So we've received the city of Vancouver business license. Other municipalities like in the Tri-Cities have passed one, but it's not enforced yet. And everyone, with the exception of Surrey, who is only acting as an observer, every municipality in the region um, is, is working together on the intermunicipal business license process that's going through Mayor's Council. And we're really okay. encouraged by the steps we've seen taken by them that something will be in place for the whole region really quickly, and we look forward to collaborating with them on that. What, what do you say to Surrey Mayor Doug McCallum who put out a statement a little earlier today saying he hasn't changed his opinion, he doesn't want Uber and Lyft coming into his city, that he says you guys are unfair to the taxi business and the city of Surrey won't issue a business license. What do you say to this guy? I say a significant number of drivers who are using the Uber app live in Surrey and call Surrey home. Um, when we look at the number of riders that we have and where the app is being opened, Surrey is high, high on that list. And we know that public polling has shown that 80% of Surrey residents say that they want their community to have the same transportation options as the rest of the region. And we're committed to doing so and working with the mayor uh, to to ensure that uh, taxing ride sharing can coexist. They do all across uh, the country and they can do so in Surrey too. And Surrey uh, can benefit from these existing transportation operations. Uh, options. Michael, are you, uh, you guys still being sued by the uh, taxi companies or are the taxi companies still suing to have your operating license revoked? What's going on there? Uh, so right now, they, I don't believe that they take an action directly against us. They're, they're, uh, they have some concerns with the Passenger Transportation Board and um, the rules that would allow ride sharing to exist. I think it's, it's not surprising that um, that 
the existing industry has has been you know pretty consistent in their in their in their push to to not allow our our business model. Yeah, so I mean, they're they're suing. They're, they continue to fight you guys in court. What, what do you say to? I mean, I know a lot of taxi drivers actually listen to this show. I mean, what would you say to people who are taxi drivers? Maybe they sunk a lot of money into buying a share of a taxi license. Yeah. So, so to those individuals, I would say, if you're simply a driver, um, do what works best for your family. If, if you want to drive ride sharing some of the time, and if you want to drive taxi some of the time, that's totally okay. If you want to drive just one or the other. Uh, power to you at Uber. Our our job and my job is to ensure that we're providing the most attractive opportunity uh, for you and and trying to attract you to to drive with with the Uber app. Uh, at the same time, to to investors and and to those like those that go on now, um, we see the taxi industry and the ride sharing industry coexisting all across North America. Um, in Toronto, uh, fairly recently, the largest taxi company said they had their best year ever. So it's mm. it's something that taxi and ride sharing can coexist. It's about providing more options uh, for for riders to get around, but it's also about providing more more opportunities for for drivers to to make money as well. Should people feel safe if they get into an Uber vehicle? I, I had a caller on the open line earlier today who supports the taxi companies, uh, referencing some of the reports that we've seen about incidents of sexual assault by uber drivers in the united states we've talked about that before that report uh and he says i wouldn't let my daughter get into an uber car what do you what do you say to people who have concerns like that yeah i would say that safety is critically critically important and even one incident is is too many uh we've put in place numerous safety checks beyond background checks so i guess we need to start there so every driver who wants to drive with uber or any ride sharing company has to go through a background check that is the exact same standard as taxi drivers, right. not only in British Columbia, but across the country. It is the exact same standard, whether you're a taxi driver or whether you're an Uber driver. Yeah. So Uber drivers, Uber drivers who, who, who want to drive with Uber have to go through uh, a criminal record check. Um, in, in, addition, in, addition to, uh, in addition to that, we built in a whole bunch of safety features. You see your driver in advance. You see the make and model of their vehicle, you're able to track the vehicle as it comes to you in real time, and you can share that information with a family member uh, or uh, someone else you care about so they can monitor your trip in real time. And then we're always rolling out new features. I was talking to a driver today, and they're like, I'm having trouble going and uh, logging on to the app to be a driver. And I'm like, oh, it's because you have to actually press this red banner and then take a selfie because we want to ensure that the person who is accessing the driver account is actually you. So you have to show us, uh, take a picture of your face in real time, use facial recognition software to make the person who is authorized, to make sure that the person who is logging into that account is actually the person who is allowed to be driving that account. So we're we're always adding more features to improve safety. It needs to be a cornerstone of of ride sharing. Let's take a couple of quick calls here. Dave and Delta, hi, go ahead. Yeah, hi. um, I was interested in becoming an Uber driver, but... uh, uh, the requirements for the car is, uh, has to be like a nine-year-old or newer, and I'm not willing to switch out my car. Michael, what do you say to him? Yeah, so that's that's a concern that we've heard from a number from a number of people is that if if my car passes an inspection, why why does it need to be a certain age? That's 
a provincial requirement, um, not an Uber requirement. So the province has said it can be no more than 10 years old. Um, but because of that, we are looking to roll out in the near future solutions um, that allow people to get access access to vehicles. So it's not something that we own, but but um, so that people who, who do need to make money on demand might be able to to find a solution there. But we hear you. We understand there's a frustration, but that really is a provincial requirement. Let's go to Jason in Vancouver. Hi. Yeah, no, I won't waste your time. My vehicle's 14 years old, and I actually could use the extra money. You should allow cars that are older to drive because those are the people that could probably use the extra money, not the people with the newer cars. Okay, Michael. Uh, 100% agree with you. 100% agree. Uh, that's, that's something that you can bring forward to your MLA, that it's a provincial regulation, um, and, and so we're bound by that. Rick there are other options, though, as well. Sorry, yeah. on, on that, though, there are yeah. other options as well. If you do want to make money on demand, it's not driving people, but things like Uber Eats, and, and, and that is an option for people with, with older vehicles to still make money. Okay, when you were mentioning earlier you were examining other options where you might be able to get access to a, a vehicle that does qualify, how are you going to do that? So there's a bunch of, um, effectively, there's a bunch of car rental companies in the United States who say you can rent a car and we'll allow you to drive it with, with Uber. Um, because the insurance is, insurance is covered, and so and so that's something that we're exploring to see if it's something that people would like to see in, in Vancouver. Let's go to Rick and Langley. Hi, Rick. Hi, Mike. How you doing? I'm good. Go ahead. Good, good. Hey, I'm um, just wondering if I was up to go and get my class four and become an Uber driver, can I take a, another passenger with me, like my wife, for instance, and and another passenger to take into town, or is that allowed? Michael. Great question. So, so at this at this time, uh, the answer is no. With standard ride sharing, um, we do have a product called Uber Pool that does allow more than one rider to be it, to be in the vehicle at a time. But we don't have that launched in in Vancouver at this time, and it's more of a, a carpooling product. As we get more reliable and the service grows, that's a product that we're looking to uh, looking to consider. Michael, okay, thanks, thanks for, for that. thank you for the call, Michael. Thanks for taking time and a busy day. No worries. Thanks so much again to you and your listeners, Mike. All the best. Okay, appreciate it. Michael Van Hemmen, he is the head of operations for Uber on Western in Western Canada, speaking on the day that Uber gets up and running.